Hey. <laughs> well, that won't. Uh, wow, that that music mishap won't appear on the podcast for anybody listening in podcast form. But what in the world? The roadcaster well, you, just turned on me. It really did. I think you have to leave it in because this entire first uh, riffing uh, that we'll do now will be surrounded no, by the reality. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to leave it in because there's like 30 seconds of dead air in there. But if anybody wants to come swing around and watch the stream, it'll be, it'll be out there for all the world to see. That's the great <laughs> thing about streaming is that, uh, Try as you might, whatever happens, it lives with you forever on the internet. Um, yes, you, you can't change it. Just as my son uh, <laughs> did the other day, he made a snide, a snide remark towards his sister. And I said, Asher, anything you record is permanent. He's like, I'll delete it. I was like, mm-mm, it ain't that easy. It ain't that easy. That's right. It's not that easy. Um, so yeah, there was that. I, apparently a couple weeks off the stream and just completely forgot how to do it. But I'm going to blame the Rodecaster Pro here, my equipment, which I love, by the way. Um, but it just totally turned on me. It completely turned on me. It, it, was, it said that it was playing the right thing, and it clearly was not. Um, I don't even know what that was, to be quite honest with you. I should just delete all of that garbage off of there. But hey, we're here now. Welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Kirk is with me, as always. Say hello, Kirk. Hello, Kirk. Oh, I knew that was coming. Oldest trick in the book. I am your other co-host, Cam. We are off to a bumpy, bumpy start. But it has to go up from here, I think. I think that's the that's how these things work. It's like you almost want to start on a bad note because then the you know, you get it out of the way and you move forward. Um, but like we said, we're back on the stream. We're doing a movie review this week. So for those of you listening in podcast form, make sure you come back on Friday for that. For those of you on the stream, you'll get it tonight. Um little switcheroo on the the old movie review because and I, I you'll have to jog my memory Kirk did we commit to reminiscence last week or did we just kind of say like hey we might review this if we committed to it we committed on our um subsidiary podcast spilled mm. popcorn so I don't think it counts I think we're safe yeah it's nullified yeah I think that's fair um but here's the deal we fully intended on reviewing that movie in fact I was one of the 15 people who saw it in theaters um, over the weekend. And I mean that <laughs> like the movie grossed like $2 million, which I didn't even know it was possible to, to be that low. I, I didn't even know that yes. was like an actual scenario that could happen for a wide release movie, but it did. It finished in ninth place in the domestic <laughs> box office on its opening weekend. Hold on, I just did the math, and you had a very expensive ticket. If you were one of 15 people, yeah. Cam, your ticket came out to over $130,000. Chop eh, I call foul. I call foul. What's $133,000 among friends, you know? But um, it, it couldn't have been much more than that. I mean, there were very few people in my theater, and we saw it on Friday night, which was opening night. It did also premiere on HBO Max, so I'm eagerly awaiting the... Uh, you know, the streaming numbers, we'll see what happens. You kind of got to take those with a grain of salt because sometimes they go really vague on you and say like, mm -hmm. oh, it was the number one most watched thing on HBO Max this weekend, which like, what does that even mean? We like, relatively, you have no idea what that means. But anyway, we were planning to watch it, but then it tanked at the box office in a major embarrassing way. I mean, it lost to Jungle Cruise, which is A, on Disney Plus... I mean, with premiere access, but 
right? It was with Premier Access. Yeah, it was. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's also been in theaters for like four weeks. Um, right. And it lost to like Don't Breathe 2 and Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, obviously, it lost to Free Guy, which topped the box office once again, second week running. Um, I think might be the first film to do that in the new pandemic age to actually mm-hmm. like win the box office two weeks running. And Paw Patrol, the movie that we are going to review this time because it was it performed well at the box office. Kirk and I both took our kids to see it. And we think it's it's more worthy of talking about than reminiscence, right? It is. I would agree. It was just based uh, on performance alone, not like we're not going to talk like not based on just based on who actually ha- saw the movie, I think. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because you know there are lots of kids movies that are being pushed back right now. Uh, I.e., Clifford has been uh, pushed into oblivion, and we'll see that sometime next year, uh, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Or this fall. Next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Next year, Clifford, Clifford. They're looking for numbers for Clifford. That's just shocking. But this movie, this movie, the the Paw Patrol, uh, brought to you by Nickelodeon. We have reviewed this today, and we are ready to talk about it soon. Yeah, that's right. It did $13 million this weekend, and that's with being released on Paramount Plus at the same time. So that's pretty good performance, especially for a kid's movie, as you said. Uh, the prognosis for kid's movies is not great in the pandemic era, as we've seen. As Kirk mentioned, Clifford the Big Red Dog got delayed. Hotel Transylvania 4 got moved to streaming. Um Lots of other things have been moved to streaming. What's the one that's... There's one that's coming out that I just read was... Oh, it's The Addams Family. The Addams Family is moving to streaming. So there's a lot of... Like, the kids' movie arena is not viewed as very profitable, but all things considered, I think Paw Patrol had a good weekend and certainly a much better weekend than Reminiscence, which... I did see and was also on HBO Max. So feel free to check that one out. I'm going to review it on Letterboxd. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to review it on Letterboxd. So if you want my thoughts on the movie, you can do yes. it. Um, you know, you can you can check it out on Letterboxd. It'll be, it'll be brief. It won't be the same detail as this, but you'll get my sense of like whether I would recommend it or not. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned. There's a little tease for you right there. Um, Other things we're going to talk about. There was a little trailer dropped yesterday um, or two days ago, depending on if you watched the leaked version or not. But that trailer is, of course, the hotly anticipated trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Kirk and I have been talking about this trailer forever. It lit the entire internet on fire. It got 10 million views on YouTube in one hour. When I checked it um, at the 24-hour mark on Twitter, it had 43 million views and over wow. a million likes from the original tweet. Um, so, yeah, it was it was big. Everybody that I follow, even lots of people who are not in sports, were talking about this trailer. We're going to be talking about it in detail. I got my Peter Tingle shirt on here so i'm raring to go i'm ready to talk about this trailer that we've been waiting for for seemingly forever yes and full disclosure kirk and i did watch the leak are we proud of it no well i'm not but we did it anyway i'm proud proud (laughs) yes i like it i like it Kirk. just (laughs) just own it i saw lots of um people shaming shaming the leak viewers uh on twitter i saw people saying don't watch the leaked video that's not 
you know, that's not how the director intended it. Just wait until you can see it in all its glory and, and just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. And I was like, sure, that's a good point. But also, like, who's not curious? And right. it was accurate, so... It was, it was horrible quality, but it was, it was accurate. Almost identical, like almost almost frame for frame, uh, when they when they put it back up, when they yes. put the official one out. Yeah, pretty yes. pretty shocking. Pretty shocking that someone uh, took it. As we know, there have not been any other trailer leaks from Marvel, so this had to be someone from Sony's team, obviously. Well, Sony is Leak let City. This fly. So, Sony is Leak City. In fact, I'm surprised that. Marvel still has as good of a working relationship with Sony as they do given their propensity for leaking things. It's mm-hmm. it's constant and I mean we we know the vast majority of people who are appearing in this movie and I sort of hate that. I feel like if it was just the Kevin Feige show um we wouldn't know anything and it'd be Yeah, we would know. It would be glorious. Doctor Strange. We wouldn't even know Doc Ock uh we would know. We would know Doctor out. Strange. I think you're right. We would know Doctor Strange for sure. Right, Doctor Strange because critical to the plot. He'd be in the trailer, but Doc. Ock, maybe you reveal Doc Ock at the trailer only. Yes. Uh, similar to when um, the Rise of Skywalker uh, came out, uh, when they dropped their trailer and they released because again Disney property, um, they released the the Emperor's laugh. At yeah, the yeah, it, right? exactly, exactly. Because you got to get people to buy tickets, you know, the casuals. You got to get the mm-hmm. casuals to buy tickets, and that that helps. I think Doc Ock maybe helps for people who are fans of the old films. I don't know, but anyway, we'll dig we'll dig all the way into that. But it's out there. We've got a lot to say, and then even on top of that, we've got more movie news. We've got uh, more movie delays potentially. CinemaCon is going on right now, um, so there's some news that's dropping out of that, and honestly, could be dropping right now as we speak. I have my phone on standby. Because Warner Bros. Uh, pictures, they were they were um, produ- they were presenting like as I was walking in here. I think they were getting ready to wrap up. So lots of news coming there, hot off the presses regarding the Matrix, the Batman, um, you know, some DC stuff. So we'll keep a close eye on that as as we go through the night. And maybe we can break some news here on the podcast. We'll see what happens. We hope um, so. We hope so for sure. But. We've got to talk about the trailer. We've got to talk about what's popping, and then we got to review a movie, so I feel like we need to get going, Kirk. What are your thoughts? Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's pop it up. And hopefully the right sound bed place. This time I'm, like, very nervous, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. Yay, Roadcaster. Or maybe it was me. I don't know. It could it could very well have been me, but all of a sudden you hear a sound effect. Nope. <laughs> I know. I was just waiting. I was like, I don't even know what it would possibly be, but hey, it'd be kind of cool. Um, but anyway, let's talk about that trailer, shall we? I'm gonna throw it up here on the screen as we chat in all its glory. Uh nice long trailer, about three minutes long, which is nice. You know, they they call it a teaser. I find it hilarious what we define as teasers these days um but you know just to kind of walk through the trailer and what we see obviously opens with mj and peter talking about the aftermath of everything that's going on with the fact that his identity was revealed at the end of spider-man far from home by j jonah jameson it's obviously turned everything upside down uh mysterio's left this whole you know conspiracy behind that basically frames 
uh, Peter Parker for his death at the hands of the drones. And now everybody knows who he is, knows who MJ is, you know, Ned, you know, it's, it's all out chaos. And then he turns, he ends up turning to Dr. Strange to solve his problems and basically asking everybody, basically asking Dr. Strange to tap into the mystical arts to make everyone forget that he's Peter Parker. Now, Dr. Strange, we'll talk about this. Why is the Sanctum Sanctorum, Santorum like totally covered in ice and snow? I don't know. We'll talk about that. We're going to speculate a little bit, I'm sure. We see uh, a new suit from Spider-Man, which is the black and gold, which we saw leaked in the Funko Pops, um, which is interesting. And then we see this, this whole bit where Dr. Strange is trying to do the spell to make everybody forget, but Peter's starting to realize what that actually means, and it's like, oh, wait, MJ's gonna forget? Oh, my Aunt May's gonna forget? Oh, Ned's gonna forget? And ends up, boom, the spell goes bad, and the and the multiverse, like, space-time gets all torn up, and the multiverse opens, um, which is when the trailer sort of kicks into high gear, and hilarity and chaos ensues, and then uh, we see a lot of, like, vague battle sequences. There's, like, lightning coming out of the sky then there's a pumpkin bomb that's rolled onto the interstate and then it finally wraps up with us seeing doc ock who just says hello peter and in scene in trailer so kirk i have to get your your initial take about the trailer did we get as much as you were expecting more than we more than you were expecting um or or less and what's your initial reaction to how the film looks? I have to say there was also a trailer released that was um, had like text overlay on it, like initially. Yeah. And that one was circulating faster than this one that we that we have and that we shared. And it was so distracting. That was the only one I could find probably for a solid 20 minutes. Um, and maybe it's because I am a millennial and I don't know what went wrong with my so, with my search. What they did, they re- they released that one um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the only reason they did that was because they know people will like watch things with the sound down. Oh, I it guess, was terrible. but it, it was hard so to mad. watch for sure. But this was the one they released on YouTube. So yes, but it was and different. So I eventually found that one because the original one with the text super distracting. I-, I hated it the first time I watched it, and then I finally found this one. I was like, yes, this is how it only should have been released, despite. It, whatever medium it came out as um so there's my grumpy old man 31 year old man um uh, anger coming out <laughs> on this podcast i loved it i think i think it was enough uh, i think that it's it's pretty exciting i still don't know what the full dynamic will be of dr strange and peter um because you know we've already been through this playful stir for long enough so i hope that what we saw in the trailer i hope that's where it where it ends honestly because it can only go so far it was great in infinity war we had a touch fit in Endgame, but this this has to be where it stops and i want a real unique relationship developed between these two because these are both two incredible actors as we know that should be able to support that kind of relationship um mj i mean zendaya you're great but i i just don't 
I don't see a lot of spectacular things in you as MJ. Maybe this is the, the role, the movie where they really figure out how to make that character a little bit more exciting. Um, in this version uh, of Spider-Man, I would say there's a lot that's just like left on the table for her first two films. And I think that this is the opportunity to make it bigger now that she is basically on the run uh, from everyone knowing, knowing uh, her affiliation with Peter i.e. Spider-Man. And what does that look like when her memory gets erased with this spell? I also love how much, uh, again, of the Doctor Strange world is uh, is taking over. You know, all the all the visuals, the, the inversions uh, of the cities and such. Uh, my wife, uh, Aubrey, she walked by as I was walking the trailer I sh- and then I showed it to her and she said, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to finally watch Doctor Strange. And I said, yes, yes, you will. That's on her though. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you got to watch Doctor. Sh- I mean, how have you? How how do you get to the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to date, having not watched Doctor Strange? I mean, he ends up playing a pretty big role. Like, it's important to know. I think I was whispering her to her out. in in Infinity Wars and in Endgame. She's like, "Okay, what's this guy doing?" <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, he's magical and he's casting spells." <laughs> yeah, I will say that like. Is he becomes a more like a much more likable character in Infinity War yes. and in game for sure. Like I think that that like specifically Infinity War, but but definitely in game too. Um, and that's my big takeaway from this trailer is what I was waiting to see is how big is the role of Doctor Strange in this movie? Is it similar to what was going on with Thor uh, Ragnarok, where it's like he pops in, he does his little thing, he's gone? Um, no. Not at all. I think he's heavily involved in the plot of this movie. He's heavily involved in the action. It feels like whatever Spider-Man is going to be facing in this, Doctor Strange is going to be facing it along with them. It's sort of the, we broke the multiverse, we got to fix it type of deal. And and he's along for the ride. I think that's a great call. Um, you know, he seems to be filling the Tony Stark-shaped hole in potentially in Peter Parker's Life, And I think that's a good move. I mean, one of my favorite eras in the comics is when Tony Stark, and maybe this, I can't even actually remember if they did this in the comics or if they just did it in video games, but, um, you know, Tony Stark moves on to a more administrative role with the Avengers and Doctor Strange is sort of the leader on the field uh, for the team. You know, he's out there leading the charge. And I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is the right persona to do that. I think some combination of him and Captain Marvel should be the leaders of the team. Similar to how like Steve was the leader of the Avengers um, tactically, but Tony was the leader of the Avengers emotionally, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Um, I feel like that could be the same thing with Captain Marvel being the tactical leader and Doctor Strange being the emotional leader, the veteran, etc. I feel like that's, that's sort of a way they could go with it, but I definitely feel like you know, you've got this. You're going to have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange is going to have his fingers all over Phase 4 and beyond, and, and that's an exciting thing. Um, I think the other takeaway, of course, is the villains. Let's talk about the villains that we see in this trailer. So when I say the villains that we see, of course, we only really see one, and that is Doc Ock, which is Alfred Molina reprising his role after 17 years away from it. Um, we see him in full costume. Everything looks great. But 
We also see, like I said, a bolt of lightning come out of the sky. Um, there, if you brighten it, it almost looks like there's, you know, a, a sort of face there. We know that Jamie Foxx is confirmed to be returning as Electro. We've got Electro. And then we see a pumpkin bomb roll onto the highway, which can only mean one thing, and that is the Green Goblin. Of course, Willem Dafoe is not confirmed to be re- to be returning, but that is the logical assumption. He's been very quiet about the whole yes. thing, wisely, strategically quiet, and they go they don't go as far as to show him, but I think that you know, there are rumors, and with the pumpkin bomb appearing, it, it can't be anybody else. Would you agree? Oh, Kirk. I think Kirk's frozen. I don't know if you can still hear me. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm, I see you now. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. You said pumpkin bomb, and you yeah. said Green Goblin. It, yeah, but it has to be Willem Dafoe, correct? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's not going to be... Uh, oh, his name escapes me. The boy who was in Chronicle. Oh, Dane, Dane DeHaan. Dane. Yes, it's, it can't be Dane, um, because... Just didn't work out as as good as we had hoped. Uh, sure. That reveal. Well, I mean, if it is, it's both. It can't just have Dane. You gotta be gotta be Willem Dafoe. Uh, that man. I don't think he knows what social media is. Uh, I think he. You know, he's been in several movies where he's um, in a camp or in a remote, uh, isolated area. I think that's because <laughs> that's where he actually lives. Could they be. just kind of paint the walls. So Willem Dafoe has no idea. Uh, in fact, I don't think Willem Dafoe knows that he's in movies. I think he's just um, being carted along by by his family, and that's what he believes. Uh, what a perfect, perfect Truman Show-like uh, effect we have on him. But having him come in as Green Goblin, mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah, so we assume then, you know, knowing the history of the comics, that this is going to be a multiverse Sinister Six movie. And if that's the case, we have three villains confirmed in this trailer. They are Electro, or or technically outside of the trailer too. Electro, Doc Ock, and Green Goblin. So that leaves three holes on the roster. Now it's worth noting that two of those are from the original Tobey Maguire um, Spider-Man movies. Electro is from the Andrew Garfield movie. Do you think the remaining three slots will be filled by one more Andrew Garfield and two Tom Holland? And if so, who do you think those would be? Someone said on Twitter, so it's real, that they thought they saw a lizard tail. Lizard. There's lots of lizard speculation. There's Mm -hmm. a scene where Tom Holland turns around real quick and he's about to be attacked by something. And you see, like, it's either a tail or a claw or something. It's very dark, but you see Mm -hmm. something coming at him. And I think the vast majority of people are speculating lizard. And there is another cohort of people, a, a smaller but vocal cohort, saying Venom. But what do you think? Do you think Lizard... I mean, Lizard makes sense. That that checks the box for the other Garfield um, Spider-Man villain. Unless they... Um... Uh, unless they men in black neuralized Tom Holland, I don't think he could have kept that secret that long, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for Venom to be connected into this movie. But I think, you know, they've been they've been kind of we, you know kind of like towing that line. I think that that conversation has happened for a future film, but I don't think it's going to show up in No Way Home. Yep. And then the question becomes: Will there be two Tom Holland villains, and who are they? I think my money for one of them is Scorpion. Um, that character is a member of the, uh, you know, has been a member of the Sinister Six in the past. We have a character who 
is affiliated with Vulture, is also shown in a post credit scene in the prison um, with Michael Keaton and is the same character who becomes Scorpion. So that's an option. And then, of course, there's always the option of Michael Keaton returning. Now, we know he's in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, so maybe he's not in both films. Um, there are people speculating that they could see Sandman in the in the trailer, which would be yes. another uh, Tobey Maguire villain. But what what do you think for the final two? I'm, I think I'm going to go with Scorpion and Mysterio, actually. I think Mysterio comes Ooh. back. It would be good for him to return. It would be good. Um, because maybe he officially gets hit, got his powers, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, or comes from another realm where he has his powers, another multiverse, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where he has his powers. Man, I just can't put a, a finger on it. I mean, I think Squirrel Girl has to hop in here uh, <laughs> during this. I don't know if she's a villain or not. But no, she's not. Cr- crying for her. Um, yeah, the, the, the fan casting Anna Kendrick Squirrel Girl movie yes. that we've been hearing about for seven years. Um, I don't know. I, I am more, um, uh, I'm, I'm along for the ride on what villains come in because I just, um, that part doesn't interest me as much as the relationships that are built with Tom Holland to make Tom Holland continue to be relevant. Because although we had, again, a strong trailer, it's very, I don't know, by the book. It's uh, the, the trailer, even though we've got the multiverse introduced, it's very linear, which is very familiar, which is why the uh, Spider-Man films have come become so popular yep. with Tom Holland. But if you look at the core of each of their plot lines, they're isolated, but just wide enough to connect to everyone else. This is their opportunity to make those relationships stronger. So that way we can see, eventually see Spider-Man uh, growing, growing up a lot in this movie because Tom Holland is growing up. And if we keep him a teenager too long, then it's not going to stay the same. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the last thing, obviously, the elephant in the room is Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, both of which have not been confirmed confirmed. I mean, some outlets have confirmed it, but it, it's not one of these things that's widely confirmed. Um, but no appearance in the trailer. I don't think that's a surprise at all. Um, do you think they show up in any promotional material for this movie prior to it releasing in theaters? And I guess, do you think they're in the movie? We should address that first. They're definitely in the movie promotional. That's a great question. We could all be uh, duped and they may be only in like a a post credit scene or a mid credit scene. Oh, the fandom, dude, the fandom rage. What if we get what if we get the longest mid credit scene we've ever received? Like what if it's like an eight minute mid credit scene and it's them discovering each other, you know, Um, but I don't. I don't think it comes out as pro- as promotional material. I don't. Yeah, I saw I saw somebody tweet like, "There's no way they pass up an opportunity to do a poster with the three Spider Men and the Sinister Six on it." And I was like, "Well, that sounds like the DV- That sounds like the cover. You know, mm-hmm. that sounds like when it gets released, like for home video. That right. sounds like the cover of it. I don't think they have to show them before the movie to get people to come see this movie." Um, but I don't know. It's going to be tantalizing. I feel like it, it will depend on what projection. I, I, I don't know. It's I could I think it's a coin flip. I could see them showing one of them or doing a voice thing, you know, like they have yes. done um, something. But I, I, I would lean more towards no, because I just think 
even I, who who strongly believe that they're in the movie, will be watching the movie going, "Are they going to show up? Are they going to show?" <laughs> you know, like I will be, I will still be nervous, and I think that I think that Marvel and Sony want to keep that power over the audience so they get the big moment. Do we even have? I think there might. I don't. I can't tell anymore what posters are out there that are real versus fan art because it's so difficult to discern. We do not which have a poster. Which. We do not have a poster. Period. Okay, so it's strictly we have a title the, treatment. That's it. Okay, great. Because there's, uh, I just keep pulling things up online, and I mean they're they're all over the place. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks like 100% professional grade posters. So yeah. we'll never know until we see it on our on the screen <laughs> in our in our tablets and in our televisions in our in our uh, homes. I don't trust any of them otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that's Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We'll we'll be expecting probably one more trailer um you know i think this will probably be the one they show before shang chi in theaters potentially eternals gets a different one um potentially there's a a trailer in between there i'm not really sure but we'll at least see one more look at this movie before it comes out on december 17th so we'll keep you guys posted and let us know what you thought of the trailer uh and if you're you know thinking the movie looks good you're concerned about it maybe you don't like dr strange and you're like get him out of here maybe you think dr strange is acting weird i've seen lots of people saying dr strange is actually mephisto um which let's not with that again we we've we've been down the mephisto path pretty thoroughly before i think it's time to turn the page on that um but but anyway if you have different thoughts let us know also if you want to smear kirk for his controversial zendaya thoughts i'm open for that as well um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because she is well she is well loved kirk so you're you're asking for all the smoke but with that take let me clarify her potential has not been unlocked in these films that's fair i give it to the creative team i think here's my opinion yes film one totally agree film two was better but what's jarring is that the character is so different in the second movie that yes. it's like hard to know who is mj so mm-hmm. i i halfway she... agree with you is a scroll. I don't think she's actually MJ. <laughs> wow, that and would be Kirsten a twist. Dunst will walk in, <laughs> and, and zombie Emma Stone will 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 show up as well. Yes, she will. Good. She'd be a great. She has the training. She has the training. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, moving on to non Spider Man things. But like I said, CinemaCon going on right now. There are rumors. Uh, some some industry sources have talked to Vulture, the publication Vulture. And they believe that shortly after CinemaCon, Venom Let There Be Carnage will be officially delayed to January 21st, 2022. Um, As you know, we talked about on the podcast recently, it was originally slated to come out September 24th of this year. Then it was delayed to October 15th. We talked about that last time, Kirk, and and me and you were like, weird move. Three weeks, Mm -hmm. odd feels like production related and not so much covid related and also they moved it into a way more competitive month they're going they're going to be spending multiple weekends up against james bond dune halloween kills uh the french dispatch just like tons of movies that are that are coming out Mm -hmm. so that seems like a strange move so this feels like the right move i think a couple of things to note about it first of all that January 21st, 2022 slot was originally supposed to be occupied by Morbius, which is another Sony film that's in their 
Spider-Verse of sorts. So that means that by rule, Morbius is getting delayed with without people really talking about that. So that's happening. Maybe. Maybe they'll just shelve Morbius. Maybe they will. Because maybe they will. Gross. Maybe. I mean, unlikely because there's lots of people that want that <laughs> movie for better or worse. And we'll see what happens. But the other thing I take away from this is just that there are still a lot of question marks about the box office potential right now. I think people still really don't know what it is. I think the best, it's tough. I want to say the best indicator that we'll get is going to be Shang-Chi because it will not be releasing alongside a Disney Plus Premier Access type thing. But it's also a new property. And I know that it's Marvel and they've been trying to advertise it in a way that's like this is marvel this is marvel come see this this is marvel you need to see it and i think they're doing a good job but you know when i told you know example sample size of one when i told my wife like hey i'm buying tickets to see shang chi do you want to go she was like what's that so it's like i I don't know that it has been good enough to reach people who aren't close to it Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see Yes. First of all, I'm offended that you did not ask me uh, when you bought these tickets. I didn't uh, buy them. I didn't buy them. I was was trying to align dates so that I could ask you with an official date in mind, actually. So, spoiler alert, Kirk. Well, thank you. I spoke too (laughs) soon, and I am shamefaced, and I will buy the tickets. I will pay for all the costs now. (laughs) Bonus. Man, I just hit the absolute jackpot. Um, The other part of that story that these same sources are talking to Vulture is they're saying that Eternals is at risk of being moved. Eternals, which is due to come out November 5th, is is at risk of being moved if Shang-Chi doesn't perform well. Now, it's anybody's guess what the metric for performing well is in the COVID era, but it's a concern i i've been sort of waiting for this to drop kirk i have to say i know that it's upsetting but i've been sort of waiting for the eternals delay to come and it's not official yet but it could be listen i have not had a a new richard madden film in so long i have resorted to listening to this audio fictional podcast that he did with um uh, with a bunch of other stars and it's just not the same i need (laughs) to see richard madden act on screen again do not delay this please I know. please it's gonna be close it's gonna be close or um the other option was potentially doing the disney plus premiere access thing again which i think would be preferable to delaying but um that's an option that it's an option that disney has kicked around according to multiple different outlets so we will see what happens with eternals we're just going up up and down news on i know man just like great no good news bad news good news i was really glad that the spider-man trailer had a date and that it was the same date we've been told i'm like hey yes yes, let's do that let's keep the momentum rolling that is Uh, true but we'll see we'll see i'm gonna kick out one more uh quick marvel story before we move on to other stuff uh Riri Williams is a Marvel character and she is the hero Ironheart who is getting a Disney Plus series. It is being reported by comicbook.com that her first appearance in the MCU will actually come during Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And there are set photos of her, uh, meaning Dominique Thorne, as Riri Williams and uh, Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri at MIT. Riri Williams is sort of like a 
young genius a la Tony Stark, you know, can build these types of suits. That's why she becomes Ironheart. So this will be our first introduction to that character during uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is a very interesting development and an exciting one, I would say. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's so hard to put a finger on what that movie will be about. Have you come up with any good ideas of like, what does that movie even look like? Like it, it, they can't call it Black Panther unless there's some sort of new Black Panther, right? I mean, there's going to be no T'Challa, obviously, but like, what do you think they do? It has to be someone else takes the takes the suit, right? Um, which is also interesting because he took the last of the plant, whatever. That's, that's right? true. So unless unless by his spirit somehow uh, they show that it um, like reigned in, in multiple forms, R-A-I-N-R-E-I-G-N, reigned over the Wakanda area and maybe every Wakandan, it has, you know, the, the, the soul, uh, the spirit of Black Panther in them, then maybe anyone who would decide to step up and with Shuri's technology and now with Ironhearts, they get not like the ultimate I think that's it. Black Panther. I think you just cracked it. Yes. Like I hadn't, I I don't know why I didn't put that together, but I think that that's probably it, right? Like Shuri and Riri Williams at MIT. What are they colluding on? Probably a a combo Iron Man, Black Panther suit, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or which would be, which would be her Shuri most likely taking the mantle. Which I had some questions about because she was like in the process of being canceled for being anti-vax and stuff like that a, a little while ago. So I don't even know where that stands or and if she's like, you know, untouchable, <laughs> some, somebody they can't cast. I don't really know uh, where the mob is on that, but um, that seems like the plot. I don't know. That, that at least feels that feels good. It feels just, right. Just snip this audio, and when the trailer drops, I want you to like duet it like a TikTok. Yeah, it's uh, time stamped. We can be like, boom, we figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out on this date. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to take victory laps on that one. Okay, yes. next up. A couple of interesting projects to call your attention to. First of all, um, Jake Gyllenhaal who's getting lots of work these days. Good, good for Jake Gyllenhaal. He deserves it. He's, he's one of the, he's one of the better actors and underappreciated, I would say that we have today, but he is set to star in and co-produce uh, a movie that is a, uh, an adaptation of Robert Kirkman's graphic novel, Oblivion Song. Now, for those of you who recognize the name Robert Kirkman, he is of course the author and creator of the walking dead world. He's written a bunch of different, um, you know, graphic novels, comic book series over the years and is, is very well respected. The plot of Oblivion Song is that there is a guy who 10 years after this horrible catastrophic event happened in Philadelphia continues to go back daily to try to rescue people who are still like who, who have fallen victim to that event. Like 300,000 people are, are lost due to this like cataclysmic tragedy and he's his whole goal is to like try to go back and save people and he's still doing it like 10 years after i know nothing about it beyond that that's just like the very high level synopsis wow and he actually do we know if he saves them or if he's just like recovering dead bodies no idea maybe both no idea 
That's no. fascinating. That's fascinating. <laughs> if he's just recovering dead bodies, that is really something. He's just going <laughs> every day to what I'm envisioning is just like a giant pit and yes. like dragging people's dead bodies out of there. That would be a very interesting movie. I, I don't know that I would watch it, but that would be that'd be a bold concept. Yeah, I mean, just sign a Viggo Mortensen up that with that, and they can do the road. The road part, part two. two, yeah, the road, the sequel. Gosh, two road, two dead, or something. I don't know, something like that. Yes, uh, so that's coming. Uh, figured I would report that because it, it caught my interest. Here's one for you, and and you can decide if this is, if any part of this is true or f- if any part of this is false. Let me know if you think, if any part of what I'm about to say is false, and if so, which part. Because this sounds like a Mad Lib. Will Smith and the Chainsmokers are working together to create a project called Clean Air. I believe it's a film. It's called Mm -hmm. Clean Air, which is a romantic comedy which takes place in the world of NASCAR. Well, look at that, Cam. You found my fake leaked news as a headline right? and I got it in the podcast. Any part of that fake, Kirk? What do you think? I think it's too obscure to be fake, right? Correct. It is too obscure to be fake. It is real. And I don't know how it's real because it it really does sound like somebody, um, I don't know, is playing like a game of MASH or something like that. like Or, or just like... Yeah, MASH, Mad Lib, you nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> they put a bunch of like words in a jar and shook it up and then had somebody reach in there and pull it out and they were like number one chain smokers the chain smokers (laughs) number two will smith number three nascar nascar anyone and the genre romantic comedy thank you very much oh my goodness you know i think in the movie oh what's that movie called uh it's with um will smith and margot robbie they're con artists oh um oh lord it's like one word. The word pure comes to mind, but that's not correct. It is like one word. It's not. It's not. Or there's a hyphen in it. I can't quite remember. It's not seven I, pounds, is it? I always. It's not seven pounds. I always think of uh, uh, of the movie Terminal, or because Margot Robbie was almost immediately also in a movie called Terminal that has like the same treatment on the poster for it. Whatever this movie is, is I'm hoping you're looking up. I'm on it. I'm on it. He, at some point, they go to the racetracks for quite some time, and there's some betting done there. Collateral so Cutie. Not that one. No? No. There was another. There was another. And they, I think he must have gained his love for race cars there to have... Focus. To That's focus. what it is. Focus. There it is. Focus, to make yeah. this project happen, because Will Smith... And NASCAR and Chainsmokers. Yeah, what are, what are the Chainsmokers doing here? Do they even still make music? Are they just producing movies? Are they directing I, the movie? I, I'm so confused. I mean, I bet that maybe they're the entire soundtrack. You know, like a long time ago when uh, World War Z came out and it was all Muse, Muse that was yeah. the whole soundtrack. This is their moment. Chainsmokers, someone in their band watched that movie. They're like, listen, guys, we could do that now in 2022. They were like, listen, Muse turned one song into the entire score of a movie. That's right. And we can do that with nascar and with will smith and as a romantic comedy that's the i think underrated that is the weirdest part of it romantic comedy that's the part that's really throwing me for a loop i I don't even know 
what that will look like. Will we get a track where the Chainsmokers have a rap section and Will Smith gets to do his thing? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all options are on the table for this crazy project. I don't really know. I, mean, <laughs> I think your guess is as good as anybody's, to be honest. Well, okay. We'll keep you posted on that bizarre story Definitely. Uh, all the time. Definitely we will. Okay. There is some there is some late breaking news coming from this uh, okay. this Warner session, so I'm gonna try to read it here. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Matt Reeves has confirmed that the comic series Batman Year One, which is one of my all time favorites, is the inspiration for the Batman, uh, which is awesome because that's a great story and does a lot of like Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon development, and also that was the vibe I was getting from his trailer, so. I feel like we're on the right track there. Next, the title for The Matrix 4 has been released. It's going to be called The Matrix Resurrections. The Matrix Resurrections. And Keanu Reeves will not be clean-shaven with short hair. He will have long hair and a beard, a la John Wick. Excellent. That's what we're hearing. That's what we're hearing right now. All right. That's all we got. That was the longest what's popping ever, mostly because of Spider-Man. So if you're mad, blame Spider-Man. And now we're going to talk about Paw Patrol. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time.